I can barely see anything. Hey, this is Finn from the future uh, during the editing. Um, so Joe's mic cut out uh, at several points during um, during the beginning of us recording this episode, uh, during the first 12 minutes, which will be edited down for you all. Um, but what I'm going to do is I'm just going to pop in every once in a while and explain uh, what he was saying, which I know, of course, is not the ideal listening experience, but we thought that this episode was so much fun uh, to record. <laughs> And I think we uh, we had a really great talk that we're not gonna we're not gonna pull this. It'll just be a little bit of a of a nonlinear narrative here. So again, sorry about that, but I will be here in your uh, in your right ear every once in a while um, to fill in a bit of the gaps. But uh, yeah, otherwise, enjoy the episode. So sorry about this. About two months ago, I think. Uh, yeah, I think it was about that long. Finn's author friend. Um, should we use his real name or his pen name? I like how you when you said Finn's author, there was a bit of like a delay in the audio at, uh, before you said friend. So I'm like, oh God, I'm fictional. I'm definitely fictional. <laughs> Finn's author wrote um, him out and Finn no longer is here. He's um, been retconned. Sorry to, yeah. Uh, bad news. Finn's been retconned. Um, it, so, sorry to derail now. us. Nah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah um, we, we can say his name because he'll be on here. He wants promotion that's that's true uh so his i know his real name is bob and that's it Um, his uh his author his author name is rr angel because that is his initials and then his last name um that's right um so bob slash r angel slash the author in in all caps um Mm -hmm. sent us uh advanced copies of his book that he's writing and i think it's his first book that has been published like yeah yeah he's done a number of short stories but this is his first uh full book it's very exciting uh and he was like hey um you have a podcast like would you like to do an episode on this uh and i was like fucking yeah um yeah, it so, feels it feels a little bit out of our territory to do like quality content, but we'll see. And here's where Joe's mic uh, cuts out. Uh, right now, we talk about how uh, Joe has uh, read the book twice. He just finished rereading it um, about an hour ago, and I uh, I finished for the first time last week. So it's a bit more on Joe's mind than on mine, at least immediately. Um, then we also decide to be pretty light on spoilers because this is a, a new book that has just come out, and we want you all to to buy it and read it, which we'll talk more about later. Uh, and then we also give a brief uh, summary of the of the um, the premise, which is that uh, Ravi is our main character. This is in a uh, slightly futuristic world where they've got better AI and VR than we have, but it's very much uh, in a world like our own. Um, but Ravi is the main character, and he's a college student at Bowen College, or Bowen College, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. And um, I, I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say this since it's kind of part of the premise, but... Uh, his uh, his roommate JV uh, dies near the very beginning in like chapter three under mysterious uh, VR related circumstances, um, and the book is about Robbie and his friends uh, trying to kind of get to the bottom of the mystery around that, and also um, uh, live life at college and uh, <laughs> do all that kind of stuff. They're also working on this thing called the Virtual Campus Challenge or VCC which is um, this project uh, that they're doing, this huge project where they are designing or they they are making a program that puts their campus, the campus of Bowen College, in VR as well. So, uh, So that's about where we are. The whole kind of thing about this book, well, to, to oversimplify, as as we're doing in the summary, is that there's yeah. also this whole other aspect to it, which is it's a uh, w- what Bob likes to call queer sci-fi. It's like it's, his, his genre he writes in. It's so gay, and I love it. Yeah, yeah. So the the main character, uh, Robbie, is is gay, and he's got a a, a, a I don't know exactly the word. Uh, well, non-binary, but more like gender fluid uh, friend I, who is. A, I believe a, a Miles is character. described as gender fluid. Yeah, I think that's probably the best word um and the whole time we're in this uh kind of like lightly sci-fi world it's all it's also like 
gay things are happening for for lack of a better word and it's it's uh, very it's very apparent throughout yeah and it's it's about um the college experience in general i would say um yeah but through this kind of like fantastical lens well a sci-fi lens i mean yeah um but it's so- uh first of all very good like i finished that book again and was like holy shit what a great book yeah that's that's my first note it's just the word good um so uh also to to preface this a little bit more uh this is the first time we're talking about it on the podcast but i I don't think it's a huge surprise to most of our audience but both joe and i are of the gay type uh or not literally gay but i'm by joe you you can speak for yourself i i am also by um although i I am of the very light variety where I'm I'm mostly attracted so I pass for straight a lot um but I still read this book and was like oh hey like I can relate to some of these things and definitely yeah uh it was it was cool to see representation in a, in sci-fi that I in that think way might be a little bit more difficult yeah <laughs> um but yeah, uh, overall, I think the book has like um, one of my first points that I want to talk is like it does such a good job of blending all of the things that it's talking about. So um, um, Bob, at the very end of the book, put out like a bunch of resources because um, in the book it talks about um, suicide uh life as like a queer college student um uh ptsd autism sites yeah uh, autism and uh video Domestic addiction abuse uh and all of... through these oh that's right yeah yeah domestic um, abuse is a huge thing in this one which is which is kind of cuz like it's a huge thing and it, it it's a lot of those things are like hard to talk about um in very kind of contentious places and they're all woven together so seamlessly uh and it's just told so well that oh my god i mm, masterpiece i know when you uh when you hear about how to write uh what's the word my, i guess minority characters uh, people are always saying, oh, just have it like be something that's mentioned and then maybe not mentioned again. It's just like part of who they are. And I think Bob has taken, I wonder if he wants us to call him R.R. Angel. I don't know. I'll call him Bob. Uh, Bob has taken a bit I'll of a different approach. Bob because yeah. that's yes. what I've, yeah. Anyway, like the queerness in this book is is throughout. And I think Bob can do that really well because cause he himself uh, is gay. Um and it's like, uh, yeah, like like Joe said, it's it's interwoven into into um, all the aspects of the story in really interesting ways. Um, that like throughout, there's no there's no point where you forget. Uh, <laughs> there's there's one note I made here is that uh, even in like dire it, it is, situations, there's this you are reminded of there's it, this, like a lot. There's this like final battle. I won't spoil very much, but like like there's like someone in peril, and then Robbie like checks out their thighs or something just like for a brief moment yeah you're like robbie what are you doing but uh, then you're like i mean but if i there, was there probably <laughs> there's there's the one where um uh the emt is is coming to get miles and robbie is like damn the emt is cute and i'm like robbie fucking focus <laughs> yeah it's like it's, um, it's it's but it's good. also very it's good stuff it's also very relatable and the fact that like i have definitely had times like where i'm like oh god finals are happening and i'm so stressed and then i like notice someone cute and i'm like a and my brain is like what are you doing um so like well it doesn't like okay those little side thoughts don't like necessarily drive the plot they do give a lot of characterization to the main character and they make it much more i think uh relatable as a college student if if that's the right phrasing mm-hmm. 
they also uh, uh, there is a lot of really good world building that's really subtle that I was talking about earlier. So like uh, uh, one of the big things about or not big things, but one of the things we find out about Bolin just through like some throwaway dialogue is that it's a drone free campus um, which mm-hmm. is such like a, a weird thing to see but it does really inform how we view this college and we also find out that like drone quidditch is a thing in this uh universe and that they have like this sequestered place that isn't technically on campus that they use for it and it's it's small stuff like that that i really appreciate because did i, I need to know that no but i love that it's there yeah, there's also these like little details about the architecture of the school every once in a while, like about uh, there's mm-hmm. I, I, I don't remember exactly, but that's just due to my memory, as it would be. Uh, but there's 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 some uh, room that's octagonal and there's uh, elevators on certain sides and then an opening like to the cafeteria on the uh, the final side where a last elevator would be if it were perfectly symmetrical. And there's just like these all these little uh, discussions of the of the geometry of the spaces that we're in that I, I think is really nice. Um, and it makes the world seem more, more real. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things I really like is even when it seems so fan. So like, I am not a computer science major or even like really that knowledgeable about computer science. Um, so some of the, uh like text in the book is a lot of like hey the the characters we're following are huge computer science people so they speak in a lot of like techno babble but even stuff that they say in techno babble like informs the world uh, yeah uh, often which i really thought was good yeah there's a there's a really good balance between having stuff sounding really technical and sounding dumbed down like it doesn't uh, yeah m- maybe balance isn't the right word but it's like it's on a level where it's it's readable but it also sounds realistic which i don't know exactly how bob did it, that that might be a good question to ask him oh yeah so that's the sorry that's the whole the whole premise of our project is that we're going to talk to bob on the next episode uh i don't think we mentioned I, that i i was gonna no but i was gonna <laughs> slip it in like right at the end of the episode and and like be like surprise um, oh sorry for, for ruining the surprise yes. but yeah no we're gonna fine. we're gonna be thinking of some uh of some questions to ask bob during this episode and if if you think of any questions you want to ask a uh, a sci-fi author or, or a queer sci-fi author if queer sci-fi is is a genre which i believe it it, it is now uh yeah let, let us know uh right into the reddit but anyway uh, back to the show yeah um I I also thought that um it I don't know how intentional this was um but it showed a really interesting dynamic between uh like what you know like straight people think of uh uh capital G gay people and then like what someone who's just like uh a cis gay person might think about a non-binary person so oh there there's a character that's kind of minor that we meet called andrew uh who is gay but uh as far as we can tell is cisgender um and he is talking to robbie about miles who is uh this non-binary person that robbie has a crush on um and, and Andrew will often use uh, he, him talking about Miles, and uh, Robbie will sometimes uh, correct him. There's like one line where it's like, uh, Miles is a them, which, uh, I'm, phrasing aside, is, is pretty interesting that like there are definitely cis gay people that do not like non binary people. Um, which is like a huge thing that if you are outside of the the queer community um like most p- 
people don't know that. Um, I certainly didn't know that until I took a course in college. Um, and it is done in a really interesting way. And there's also a chapter where uh, Robbie is in his head using he, him for miles and then like calls himself out on it. Um, yeah. Which I thought was really cool. Yeah. I thought that was, uh, that was really interesting and, and handled very well. I mean, I, I don't know. Cause I'm not non-binary. It could be that. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That's another question to ask Bob is how he, uh, how he wrote a, uh, a gender fluid character. Non- yeah. Cause, cause Bob is, is cisgender to my knowledge, right? Uh, as far as I know. Okay. Um, so, Oh, so um, we we can yeah, definitely that ask that. All right. Um, all right. Let's let's go down. What do you want to talk about now? Because I I have uh, spoken a lot. Sure. Uh, let me uh, let me look at my notes. One second. I, uh, I, so... I'm looking at them too, so I'm I'm following you around on them. Oh yeah, yeah. Can you see my cursor? Is that a thing? No, sadly. Okay. <laughs> Apple Notes has not gone Rip. gone as as advanced as uh, as Google <laughs> on our way to the singularity. Um, but anyway, uh, I I wanted to make a point about world building in this book, which is uh, the way we start is very much like we're dropped into the world. There's there's a little bit of explanation, uh, but only when things really come up. So like we're hearing about. Uh, the VCC before, like, well before we know what it stands for, and the Beast, um, and they're just like referring to these things, and it's like, oh, we got, I got a VCC meeting, um, and it's only really explained when it's relevant what these things are, um, and it's done in such a way that, at least to me, it wasn't really confusing, even as someone with a reading comprehension of, of zero, I was just like, oh, this is something I'll- that we'll come back to later, and will be explained later. But it's not like it's held off, like the characters hold off talking about that until it's relevant for us, because then, again, the world wouldn't feel as real. So I think that's handled in in a in a really uh, welcoming way for the uh, for the reader. Did Did you find that? There's also, so, yeah, I, so, um, there's like a really good, uh, it it paints a really good picture of. Uh, you know, st- so like a big thing in this is VR, and so um, there, uh, like a lot of the really early stuff focuses on uh, Robbie and JV's experiences playing VR games, uh, mm-hmm. and they're not games that exist in the real world, but they're explained so well that you like fundamentally understand how they play and what they are. Um, and yeah, I, I want to ask like, Bob how he came up out. with the ideas for these games because they are really cool, honestly. Like, I really want to play yeah. every single yeah. one of these games. <laughs> I, I want to um, play Rock so badly. Uh, um, sorry, which but, one? Uh, Realm of Quests, I think. Yeah, is what it's yeah, short yeah. For. I just wrote D and D esque game in my notes because I can't remember what it was called. Yeah. Let me let me just talk um, about these games real quick. Let me go on a little tirade. Uh, so the, the ones that I wrote down, do, do most, it. I love them. The most memorable ones are there, there's Realm of Quests, which makes me think of uh, RuneScape for some reason. But it's very like D and D esque, where you have your characters and and uh, yeah, it's just like D and D but in VR, and it's DM'd by the yeah by the game engine rather than any of the players. And I just think that's like such a good idea having these kind of procedurally generated or or ai generated uh role-playing games which i've like never encountered and i think it's like such a good idea and it's so cool i mean maybe we just don't have the technology for it yet having like a good story come from ai but i just really liked realm of quests they only played it like twice in the book but it was really cool to see that and it reminded me of playing D D with my college friends such as joe uh who you all may know uh and brought me into the world even more. There's also uh, uh, Castle Cats, which is where you're in kind of this dungeon environment in a castle, but you're all cats, and you have these abilities based on being cats where you can, like, turn on, like, a pheromone 
sensing thing. Uh, they, they were only in it for a minute. Um, but I, I thought that was a, a really cool idea, having kind of like a... I think it was... Was it co-op, or was it like uh, they were going off against another party or something? I think it was... I know Sid was in it. Um, uh-oh. Hold on. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so I know Sid was in the thing uh alongside Robbie and I think Sid's friend and they were working together but there were also other entities in the game um and there's also Castle Cats did something really interesting um in that there are cheat codes in it uh which fucking like it fucking boggled my mind that like there would be cheat codes in a VR game but like it makes sense um and, and I really liked it. Yeah, yeah, and it also mm-hmm. ties in with a with a story element in an interesting way about how VR relates to the real world and is like fundamentally different in some ways. But spoilers in that regard. Yeah, and then uh, the last one on the notes, uh, game wise, is Flying Squirrels. Yes, this is the strange. So this is the thinking about Flying Squirrels is how I kind of formed a lot of my ideas about this book because so i don't know if any of you all have ever played uh this game for the pc uh called uh super flight but you're um anyway in uh i i won't describe super flight i'll describe flying squirrels In flying squirrels you're a uh you're like a furry squirrel and you're on these balconies um that, you're that's going... that's like a furry with a capital f by the way yes like um <laughs> anthropomorphic yeah 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 yeah. um and you're you're flying up and down these balconies on like a on a high rise uh using these these uh wind like updrafts Updrafts. and things and you're you're collecting nuts and you're eating them and there's enemies that come out of their apartments whose balconies you're landing on um and it was just like so the thing about this game is it sounds like so much fun. Like I legitimately would love to play this, but a huge aspect of the story and like this big driving factor is that, and this is a bit of a spoiler, but the idea comes in early. The idea is that this game essentially killed JV. And so like they, they don't play this game during the the book, uh, except before JV dies in like chapter three. Um, yeah, like, like the whole time, right in the opening, they're playing it. Yeah, yeah, the whole time I was thinking, oh my god, sorry, I'm gonna ex- explode. <clears throat> I don't know why I said that. I meant cough. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, <laughs> time to really explode. If you remember that YTV. Anyway, uh, the whole time I was, uh, I was reading this book. I'm like, hey, this is a this is a really cool game, even if it did kill JV. And I think the book also thinks it's a cool game if that makes any sense and, and, oh, and this i it definitely feels like it yeah so this got me thinking about like what does the book think about ai and and vr games i guess more in particular and i don't think it's really against them because it's got all these great ideas and the characters still love these games even though one of them might have killed one of their friends uh like they, they're never like like I think if this book were written like ten years earlier, it would be uh maybe by someone other than Bob as well. It would be very much like, Oh, this game killed someone, ban all games, like this kinda like ban Harry Potter mentality. Uh but the book doesn't it's got a I think a lot more nuanced view on gaming and on AI and on VR and on a lot of the issues that it deals with where there it's not really vilified it's more treated practically and and kind of scientifically um i don't know i i one of the big things i want to ask bob is did you go into this making it like trying to make a cautionary tale kind of uh trope or and i i don't think that was the case because if that were the case i think he he failed <laughs> no offense bob if that was the case because this just like <laughs> this book gets me excited about vr uh even though it's like about the dangers of vr as well and so kind of pulling off both of those i think is pretty remarkable uh i don't know what, yeah, what are your c- thoughts about cause... that 
my my thing was like the the entire thing was um so uh flying twirls is called like it's part of a genre that they in game called uh first person flyers i think i and love that i would love to so, play a first person flyer <laughs> uh me too dude and 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 so the thing is like the uh robbie and his friends are like flying squirrels killed my friend um you know a bit more eloquently than that uh mm-hmm. but they're not saying like oh, oh vr is the spooky bad man they're just saying like hey uh psycho vr which is the company that that is running it like please uh investigate and like fucking yeah don't kill my friend yeah they, um, they even reach out to the company so at one a, point it's a spoiler sorry but uh and well, like the company I, is I, like, like oh yeah this is horrible let's help and like it I never would have expected that. Like in my mind, it's like, oh, they're over there, and they're the bad guys with this evil AI and VR thing. But the company was like, oh no, yeah, we're we're with you. We're working on this too. And I'm like, oh my god, that's yeah. realistic. Sorry to interrupt yeah. you. No, it's um, because like I I very much expected like uh, in like the cyberpunk 2077 kind of thing, where like the company uh owns the entire world and like doesn't care about anything other than profits and and so i really expected them to be like psycho vr did this and psycho vr is like mwahaha like we did it and no one's gonna care and everyone buy our game but they're like no like they're like fucking horrible thing like yeah (laughs) yeah Um, um also uh another thing that we have talked about uh, in passing on the podcast thus far, but not in depth, is uh, the AIs. Uh, yeah. And so there are three AIs, I think, in the uh, book that we uh, know about. Uh, Navigator, which is uh, an AI that Angie uses. Um, and Angie is one of the people in the VCC. And then CB, She's who the, is like, like the personal assistant... Yeah, um, and then there's CB, which is like Robbie's personal assistant, and then there's uh, Virtuella, which is uh, first of all, I I have to say not the greatest name, um, like it there was like virtual, uh, there got it. Um, <laughs> well, I, but... I I feel like it adds a bit of like uh, kind of like Twilight Zoney like. This kind of early sci-fi, ooh, spooky vibe that that, that is kind yeah, of present throughout the that, book while it's still realistic. Fair. I think it makes it more fun having having this kind of cheesy named character, in my opinion. That's that's fair. Like um, Cruella de Vil. But no, I like vibe. yeah. Um, and, and but when I was I was I read it and they were like Virtuella is the name of the AI. And it's an AI made, you know, Psycho VR is like a Japanese based thing. And I'm like, that's not a Japanese name. Um, it took me so long to realize that it sounded like Psycho with a P because it's spelled S-A-I-K-O. It, it, it took me until in the book they call it out. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize until like, they, they, they called is, it out in the book. Yeah, where a parent is like the name of the brand was kind of weird. I'm like, what's so wrong about Psycho VR? And then I'm like, oh. I think I was pronouncing it in my head like like Psycho or something. Like Psycho versus Psycho. Psycho, Psycho. I don't know. One of the things um, that when when I read, like, um, I don't hear, like, the, the words. I just see the words and go like, oh, I know what that word means. Um, mm-hmm. so a lot of stuff like that is lost on me unless I like think about it. Um, so like I uh like kind of a tangent. I didn't know that epitome was uh the word spelled e p i t o m e. Um, I had always heard the word epitome, and then every time I read it, I read it as epitome. Uh, and like. Even then, I didn't think about, like, what it sounded like. I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, it's a word. Um, but, yeah, so back to the main point of the AIs. I, I am sorry for wandering. Um, 
they are all very different in like what their purpose is and how they're characterized. Um, and, and I really enjoyed it. Like, uh, to start with navigator. Um, so like a crucial thing about Angie is that, uh, I believe it's Asperger's that she has, um, or or is it, uh, she's on the spectrum there. Uh, she's got Asperger's. Um, okay. I, I couldn't remember, um, specifically. And I was just like, uh, but, uh, the point of navigator is to, uh, in a virtual space, help her interact uh, more fluidly with other people and to help like uh, mitigate problems that that she faces for having uh, Asperger's which I thought was like fucking crazy cool Um, like what a great idea yeah um and, and and also navigator like i didn't get the feeling of having like much of a personality uh of its own it was um, it was definitely just it was kind of like because it was like a yeah like a d20 or something was it or it was it was something yes i, I know right. cb was a d20 i think navigator also was because navigator was based on cb um uh, regardless for a second i was like no navigator is a dog and then i'm like no that's no. another thing. that that's angie's first one. um uh <laughs> that's also like casually throughout this whole thing I, angie is appearing as a dog i'm like okay well uh uh zhang or zhang uh however it's pronounced is appearing as like a dragon and miles has like fucking grass for hair um yeah and i always forget stuff like that <laughs> And then it just like comes right back to me, and I'm like, "Oh, right." Um, but but and it's not like it's uh, not like Angie presents in the virtual space, or I, what do they call it? Uh, they call this real space, and they call that um, know, some maker uh, space. Is it? No, that that maker space oh. is where you 3D print things. <laughs> Regardless, uh, <laughs> oh, that's right. Angie doesn't present in this in virtual space as like an anthropomorphic dog, but like as a literal it's dog, which I think dog. is fantastic. <laughs> like what a, what a thing! I love it. Um, but uh, like Navigator is very much just like a tool. Yeah, um, like an accessibility that, that uh, feature. Yeah. Um, which. Uh, first of all, like regardless of, of what Navigator is like, like fucking how it's so good to see something so optimistic. Like, yeah, I know people who are who are Spectrum and and uh, are very high functioning and like you know you wouldn't know unless they told you. Um, but once you know that and and like if you talk to them, they're like, yeah, like I have these problems in social situations, and I wish there were. Some- some way to help and i'm like thank you bob for presenting this future where like instead of everything being like burned to the ground and the apocalypse is coming like people with asperger's have effective tools that can help them in their day-to-day lives um and then there's uh cb um which is which starts out kind of like a a calendar and, and message filtering <laughs> yeah. accessory, like a Siri kind of or Alexa. Um, yeah. Um, and then uh, uh, something happens. I won't say what, um, because because it's major spoilers. Uh, but CB becomes a lot more person like, uh, and that's not like presented as a good thing. In, in the book uh like robbie's like what the fuck this yeah, is there's, it. There's i mean like line... after the novelty of it wears off yeah um it's like this is good and then do you want to talk about uh virtuella yeah i want to actually talk a little bit more about because uh, i know right, here, you have a lot I'm gonna of talk, opinions yeah let me talk about virtuella and then let me talk about cb a little more because i think there's some interesting okay uh comparisons and contrasts uh so virtuella is our one of our main characters um this book is told 
both in first person and in third person. Uh, it's first person with Robbie in third person for everyone else. Um, so often we're kind of jumping between Japan and here and Tim's house and uh, the lab and places like that. Um, but Virtuella is one of our protagonists, I'd say. She's, I mean, she's the antagonist, but she's also a protagonist because the story is told from her perspective. Is that what that means? I get like hero and villain and protagonist and antagonist, whatever. She's a, a big character. Um, she's this. Yeah. Uh, she's the AI that controls the game engine of uh, of Psycho VR's uh, gaming consoles. Um, so she she like create. She's like the DM for their D and D esque game uh, uh, realm of quests, and she also like makes a lot of the design choices for for the different games, like adding enemies or removing them. And she's mm-hmm. got these kind of like uh, core objectives, which you always hear about when people are talking about AI is destroying the world. Uh, and hers, her, her big two ones, if I'm remembering correctly, are one, make a good experience for her players, and two, preserve her uh, her her company, Psycho VR. And that one is the one that gets yeah. us into trouble. Um, but uh, she she's like introduced very much as a protagonist, I think, would you say? Like it's it's clear that she's the bad one, to quote, not actually to quote Billie Eilish, but close. But like she's not like a bad person, really. No, she's, um, she's kind of presented like uh for those who have played Halo, like Cortana, um, where it's like, oh, this is this is my protagonist thing, uh, and then later on it turns out like, whoops, that wasn't right, like. She's um, the, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, Nak. I haven't played Halo. Gamora, I believe. Um, no, not in Halo. In the book, the 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 head of Psycho VR. Is it Nakamura? Yeah, uh, it's like Equo Nakamura um, or Muro or something. Let me let me skim through. Um, oh, uh, no, I don't see it. I got to a virtual chapter, uh, but it wasn't well, one with him. <laughs> so, um, the the point is that he comments that like when when someone was making her appearance, they like obviously sexualized her, and that comes up later in the in the book. Um, mm-hmm. but like it's it's this hot woman in like a red dress that is pretty revealing, which may or may not be a, a reference to the Matrix. Um, I think it is. I was thinking about that. Uh, I, 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 I was thinking like it has to be. Yeah, because uh, uh, they like two thousand one and uh, Princess Bride and a lot of other things are referenced in the book. And uh, as soon as they described her, I was like, "That's definitely mm-hmm. a Matrix reference." Um, but the the thing is like she is the most um fully realized of the ais i think like the most like a person um and uh, dare i say it that's a bad thing well kind of let me talk about cb for a minute because i think he slots in in a really interesting place here um okay so when i was reading this i kind of got this structure of of navigator cb virtuella as kind of the spectrum between like pure good pure evil and like an object and a person uh all respectively but i mean of course like that was like this structure that was kind of in my mind but the characters are not written like that and i I wasn't thinking that that was how it was throughout the the book but the, the the relevant point from that kind of uh overly simplified structuring of it is cb's kind of like in a, in a way, in this really interesting balance between a lot of the aspects of Navigator as this accessibility tool um, and Virtuella as kind of this, uh, uh, like, companion kind of person, like, as if that makes any sense. Um, someone who, like, tends to your needs and knows you. Um, and I, yeah. I think there was there was a bit of uh, rayness if like Ray from Star Wars about CB about oh is he going to be pulled to the dark side or not throughout the thing but uh, 
Yeah, it's I, I think CB is a is a really nuanced character, even though he's he's often just speaking uh, in in very direct ways in these little ways where he's not uh, where he's not direct, like where he surprises Robbie and Robbie's like, oh, that was not what I expected. CB must have like written that line himself are, are really revealing and really fun to get to know CB's character through that. And I was thinking about this also while watching uh, this show that Sean has got me on. Uh, the Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. Do you know that? Oh, is that the one that you can watch in like eight different ways? Yeah, yeah. There's a there's um, a character in that show who who is uh, who very very rarely speaks, but she's like by far my favorite character because every once in a while she'll do this like a tiny action, and it's like oh my god, I love you so much. You're wonderful. Uh, she, she's like very silent, but like uh, they go to a uh, a uh, a bond festival and she buys a mask and like doesn't say anything about it i'm like perfect and i don't know why but there's just like something really appealing about characters who are show very little character except at certain moments um i don't know uh what did you think about cb as as you were reading i first of all i like imagined him as like uh you've played portal and portal 2 right oh yeah oh yeah i i I kind of like imagined him as like wheatley um where where he has like this personality that kind of um well not quite like wheatley like physically i imagined him definitely as like wheatley or the space cube or or core or whatever yeah i i think i did as well um but i imagined him that like he he has lines of dialogue that are very like obviously characterized mm-hmm. um but there's also times where he's just like um the weather is currently 56 degrees and sundown will be like that like analysis comes up a lot um mm-hmm. and i thought it was a really good way to like remind you that he's definitely a tool and it was a really good yeah. writing trick yeah and sometimes he'll use that in interesting ways like he'll provide a little bit different uh like robbie will ask for like uh say like um i'm trying to think of an example um well sometimes cb will remind robbie of something in this very like direct language um like like something about some calendar appointment even when robbie didn't ask just because cb thinks that robbie should know about it so like there's this intentionality behind cb uh, that, that even while he's speaking very like robotically, uh, I think shows it shows his character. I, I wish I could. I wish I had an actual example mm-hmm. here. Um, I I wish everyone uh, that we are talking to had like read this book. Uh, yes. Because first of all, it, it's a great book, but secondly, there's so much that like we're not able to get across. Uh, yeah. Um, because uh, of the of just how robust it is i also think um, a little bit about uh, jarvis from uh, avengers or iron man oh um, yeah when when um in in age of ultron when he pulls up like the the thing of jarvis and it's just like a bunch of lines and dots yeah yeah um what else what else do you want to talk about I'm going to move on to this next point I have on, on my list. So there are these two big questions that I, that I wanted to ask about this book, um, kind of while I was reading it. And also here, uh, one of them is how does the book treat AI, which I think we've, we've talked about a little bit, but also how does the book treat gaming? Um, this book again is called best game ever. Oh shoot. Did we never say the name of the book? (laughs) I said it. At the very beginning, okay. I'm I must not have. Sure. I must not. And if we didn't, we can just oh, <laughs> hold on. Um, let me let me say a line of dialogue that you can edit in to the very beginning. Uh, so hold uh, on. <clears throat> um, Bob gave us this book called "Best Game Ever." All right, there. So if, if I didn't right, say it at covered. the beginning, you can copy and paste <laughs> that. <laughs> all right. Um. But, anyways, uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. This, it's, this other it's attitude on gaming. Yeah, um, and I was kind of worried when I was reading this that it was going to be 
uh, again, this kind of cautionary tale trope where it's like, oh, modern gaming VR, it's evil, it's bad. But that was this. this is, I am so embarrassed about that voice I just did. Um, I'm going to move on. Uh, but I don't, it, it, again, like AI, there is kind of this range that was explored. Um, and I think throughout the, throughout the, uh, throughout the book, there was a lot of just like, I don't know whether, not like respect, but like, it took, it like, no like character went from this like, oh, I'm a gamer to, oh my God, I got to stop doing voices. (laughs) to uh this this bodes well for my next D D campaign um anyway n- no character went from like some stereotypical hardcore gamer to like i am bible man now i hate games or, or anything like the the characters are all gamers and i think pretty realistically portrayed <laughs> gamers uh at the beginning and they, and they are at the end as well it's not and uh I'm trying to think of how to say this without spoiling it, but it does. The game ends, the game, goodness, the book ends in this big game that in a lot of ways is kind of catastrophic, but it's also fun for the, for the characters. It's, it's cool as fuck. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's like watching the end of like, uh, infinity war or, or something where like, yeah, on the one hand, you're like, oh, no, like, people are going to die in this giant war. But on the other hand, you're like, fucking cool action scenes. Yeah, it's, I've never, I was kind of confused when I was in this kind of final battle place in the book because I didn't really understand the mood. Uh, I think this is something I want to talk to Bob, too, about. But, like, now that I'm thinking back on it, it was, it's like you're playing a, it's, it's this really interesting mix of having fun playing a game and also, like, oh, God, stuff is, like, going wrong in the real world. But anyway, all of all of this is to say that the book has a really nuanced, I think, take on gaming. Like, it's not... I feel like a lot of sci-fi, or at least this kind of cautionary tale, as, as I've called it, sci-fi, uh, has some, has some, like, very clear um, thing that it wants you to avoid, you know? Slant. Um... It's it's definitely a lot of like, hey, you know, video games can be scary or bad, but that doesn't mean they always are. Yeah, and I've never, I don't think I've ever really seen that be portrayed, I think, that well. And this is not me gushing about the book because it's my neighbor wrote it. This is like legit thing I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, it's just a, a really nuanced and interesting and fun uh, uh, kind of take on gaming and, and on the AI. Um, there's also, uh, unless you want to say something more about that, could we talk about this whole uh, VR as a as trauma therapy thing? Um, my the last thing I wanted to say about gaming, yeah, was that like, uh, if if you've been on the internet long enough, like a lot of the people that consider themselves gamers are like these very far right like very misogynistic homophobic um um kind of people that uh are aren't like the friendliest bunch yeah uh, and what i really liked about this was that it it was like no these people are definitely nerds but they're also like you know the gayest people on earth <laughs> um and and so like kind of pre- pre- preventing the that idea that conflation of like angry white guy on internet with gamer was really good yeah um but yeah that's it for me on that topic um, so so vr is trauma uh there was trauma a... therapy that's the... yeah yeah sorry I, I can't tell exactly when you're talking because oh. there's a bit of a it cuts you out on my end every once in a while. So sorry if I'm interrupting you. Oh, really? Oh, no, it's fine. Uh, I bet it makes for the best audio experience for listeners, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's a, so there's a, a character, Tim, who is uh, a, a good man, 
I believe, who is a uh, who's a counselor. Um, he's Robbie's counselor after uh, JV dies, um, and he specializes in uh, this kind of new uh, newish uh, therapy method in the book. Uh, I don't know exactly what it's called, but it's uh, treating PTSD by by creating the virtual space or a virtual version of the space that the 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 uh, patient or the person experienced the 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 trauma in very slowly sorry if that sentence didn't make any sense the, it it's uh oh my god i'm stumbling so much sorry one sec <laughs> the idea is that you put someone Wait, into a, a similar a space that they had the trauma in and you slowly build up elements until they become more and more comfortable with them and that that somehow uh helps their ptsd i uh i was really interested in that whole aspect i don't know if if bob has any uh what Bob's research into that was. I, I don't know if this is a new idea or, or if it's totally fictional or if Bob's basing it on something. Uh, what did you think about that whole, that whole aspect? I, I liked it because, um, so like really coincidentally, um, uh, two nights ago, I think I was watching TV and America's Got Talent was on. And one of the acts was this group, uh, these two scientists or um, psychologists from Rome that had made a VR in like green screen kind of a uh, green screen experience. They brought Howie Mandel up on the stage who has a huge fear of heights and like a ginormous fear of uh, uh like he's a huge germaphobe so he doesn't like touch anyone for the most part um and they put him in the experience and they had like this, this uh person that was uh hanging onto a ledge and they he needed to like walk across this ledge and grab them and he did and it was like how he was like that is the most comfortable i felt doing those things ever like what you did was incredible and so it wasn't quite ptsd but i saw that and i was like hey using vr uh, to help with anxiety like it's being worked on now and i thought the the manner in which it's presented in the book like having seen that felt very common sense and like yeah of course this can get done something i also I ap- really like apologies uh, yeah, I was no, I was I was just gonna say I apologize for like that ten minute uh, tangent, and then you can oh, no, you no, can no. go on. I think it's all relevant. Uh, I was just gonna say one thing I really liked about that is uh, about the VR therapy thing is that it ties into some of the plot elements towards the end of the book. I won't say more than that, but in a really really interesting, cool way that when it happened, like there's an event, I'm like, oh my god, it's just like Tim's VR yeah. therapy thing, and I was like. Oh, like that kind of moment. I need to stop making noises with my <laughs> mouth. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I won't say any more than that because um, it's a pretty big spoiler for for the uh, the end of the book. Um, yeah, let's uh, maybe let's move on to another topic. Yeah, well, um, I'm. I think I'm about fresh out of things to like say on this in general and and not ask bob about do you have any yeah you want to talk a bit more i think no i don't think All so right. most of the S- other stuff i got really here to is me. for bob oh um yeah i'm just gonna list out these questions that i've written down for bob um again if if you have any questions for mm-hmm. a queer sci-fi author let us know we are going to record this on monday um so you have yeah, two days so <laughs> to let us know. Days, we're recording this right now on Thursday, but we're releasing on Saturday. Actually, why don't I release this uh, maybe a day earlier or something so people have more time? On fr- I don't know. Friday? Yeah, we can um, we can figure this out I'll later. figure it out. Also, pe- people that I am friends with that listen to the show and have confided in me that you listen to the show. So help me God if you do not <laughs> you say that give like me it's questions like sin. for Bob. <laughs> they confided like, in me they listen I, to my I, I don't want to open 
<laughs> like, I Sorry, don't want to open Monday and be like, hey, Bob, we were going to have listener questions, but no one asked any questions. Like, please, uh, like, just if, if you really want to ask something, like, please interact and, and tell me uh, what you want asked. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll ask yeah, people outside uh, of the podcast, do, too. Um, maybe the Skiffy okay. chat. Um, you should, oh, that uh, you should get smart. in on the Skiffy chat, by the way. I don't think you're on there. Um, oh, oh, is there a Skiffy Discord? You don't know about the Skiffy Discord? There's I like a thousand people on I it. I knew it was... Fucking what? I knew, yeah. it, I knew it was proposed as a thing. I had just never gotten on it because I thought it was like official Skiffy. No, no, I'm I'm sending oh, I'm sending I, I'm sorry, out. we've totally been derailed, but I'm sending you a link. This is the, the Skiffy Discord. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm I'm yeah, joining it now. Show. Now this is Skiffy Podcast, Bob. We have I'm... no questions for you. Goodbye. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bob, you're cancelled. Um no, I've got a I've got a, a list of questions for you, Bob. Uh and and I'll I'll Yeah, yeah. So um You'll have a, a little bit of time to to think about this before we grill you on a, on Monday, um, and of course we'll also talk about this in much more detail uh, on on next episode. But these are the the questions I've got written down for Bob right now, at least. Um, that's uh one. What's the what was the goal in including Robbie's like uh, slight sexual side thoughts? Uh, was it just like for the character? Uh, slight. I just want to hear him talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Robbie was horny on Maine all the time. <laughs> I wonder if Bob knows what that means. I we will find it, out. I don't know if I want to explain. Yeah, maybe we should. I'm, not, I'm that is not one of my questions for Bob. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, another question is uh, what what he thinks about this whole idea of having a cautionary tale. Uh, and whether he was trying to avoid that or whether he was trying to, to go for that, which would surprise me. Um, and like what his intentions were with writing the story, if that's a, if that's a thing to ask, um, in terms of having it be related to or distance from a cautionary tale kind of thing. Um, another question is, how did he come up with these cool-ass games slash what kind of games does he play? I know he's got a VR because I saw it on Facebook the other day. Uh, yeah, I, but but I, he doesn't strike me as someone who does a lot of like the kinds of games that I think people like college age kids would play. Play, excuse me, my voice. Yeah, goes. my voice has been all over the place. This um. Anyway, I, I just want to know where he got. We those just ideas, have to censor you so cool. for the entire episode. Yeah. Um. I also want to talk to him about uh, writing a non-binary character. Or just like, how do you approach writing characters who are who are different than you? Um, uh, I also want to figure out where where the idea of uh, Tim's VR therapy uh, came from. Uh, slash, like what his connection with that in the real world is, if if that's uh, to the extent that that is a real thing uh, that you were talking about. Um, mm-hmm. And then also those uh, those ones. Um, Oh, wait, I had one twice. Yeah, so just one more last one is yeah. is how he put a good level on the techno babble. Um, so um, those are the, those I, are the I questions have I've got. I have a couple more. Yeah, yeah, add them. <clears throat> yeah, I, um, I, I'll keep a couple close to the chest just so they're, they're not all out here and I can hit them with, with a, okay. a gotcha question. Um, no, uh, but... One of the things that really interested me is that um, there is a lot of discussion about suicide, and, like I said before, suicide and abuse and a lot of these really heavy topics. Um, and I wanted to know how he was able to combine them so well and like how he uh, approached writing about each one. Because uh-huh. um, specifically, like, uh, writing about abuse, uh, like, I, I, you know, I have not been abused. Um, I was bullied as a kid. But not, like, there's a lot of really serious shit in this. 
um, that goes beyond just like, oh, someone called you a mean name when you were five. And I was like, oh, my God, like, this is such a serious thing. Like, how did you write about this um, and like not immediately like lose faith in humanity? Yeah. Um, so uh, and, and there's a couple of questions that I have about characters in specific that uh, might be best suited to wait um for him yeah but, yeah yeah uh, and I'll, I'll come up with some more questions people, as well yeah but uh people that listen to this like please uh if you want to ask uh, a sci-fi author uh anything like you could ask him what his favorite episode of how i met your mother is i i don't know if he'd have like a valid answer to it but like you you guys really uh have have the floor with this um so please give us uh, questions you want answered at the standard uh, email, foolsinfiction at gmail.com and uh, the subreddit. I was like, there's a there's a prefix that I need for uh, Reddit there at r slash foolsinfiction. Yeah, I, this uh, is a, a really, really cool then, opportunity. It's It amazes me that, that we have it uh, being as we are uh, a, a small podcast. Um yeah, this is this is very exciting I, for me. I was like super honored. Um also uh one last thing I think before we sign off is that like uh if people want to read uh Best Game Ever, uh I don't know if it's out yet in full. Yes. I don't remember. It is? Um, it, it is? Okay. Yes, I'm Okay, go uh, out and buy it. Like yeah, let me look up how much it costs Use your Google uh, for skills. advertising purposes. Yeah, so you can get it paperback <laughs> for $15 and uh, Kindle. Oh, I can't entirely see. Oh, uh, $3. So that is a cheap book. That is, in fact, not a cheap book in terms of quality. <laughs> <laughs> I am... St- save me, Joe. I... I... I thought you were like well rested. I thought I you am. were going to be able to say some like I am. important. I'm just thing, a doofus. But like... Also, when I'm well rested. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, uh, I, 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 I was going to be like, if it's not out, I have a copy that, that I can lend you. But now that it's out, go support this man. Like, fucking incredible work. I yeah, he's also going got to a, a number of to short stories too. Yeah, I was I was just about to say I'm gonna have to track down his short stories and read those because um one of my worries going into this uh was like I don't know uh Bob at all. Like uh Finn is how this happened. I have like no idea uh, of who this person is at all. And so I was like, Well, I don't know how good the book is gonna be because, you know, I I am usually pretty cautious, like, oh, you know, if someone's like hey i wrote this short story i'm gonna be like oh you aren't an author and like be a dickhead snob about it and so i was like really worried when finn was like yeah it's it's about uh queer sci-fi i was like i have no clue what this genre is i don't know this person and i was so pleasantly surprised (laughs) what is sci-fi um what what's uh, book uh, this book doesn't have batteries (laughs) i I can't there's no screen here (laughs) What do I do? I just said that so loud. There are people in this building. But but yeah, yeah. I I was like, um, and and Bob, if if like you have taken offense to me saying I don't like, I'm sorry. Like this book is excellent. Um, I was so happy when I like opened it up and read it and was like, oh my god, it's well written. Like it's punctuated well. Uh, it it tracks because I like uh like I've said before on on other episodes like I will read fan fiction um often and usually that stuff looks like it was auto generated like it's not spell checked it the grammar in it is terrible uh and so a lot of what I read is like that and I cracked this open and it was written by like someone who has a brain and uh a a college degree and i was like oh my god it's beautiful 
Yeah, we um, got so the, go yeah. out, buy his book. Um, what what were oh were you talking about how we got the book? Yeah, yeah, we got a we got like a pre-release, so it was before the edits, but it was still like very very readable. There were just like like a whatever spelling mistake every once in a while, but uh, that I, I, that, that I is totally beside three the point. Errors in total. It, well, and and that's the like for me. I noticed there was one place where there was a space missing, there was one place that wasn't italicized correctly, and then strength was spelled incorrectly at one place. And that was it. Like, that was all I noticed. And I I was just like, wow, this is the advanced copy that hasn't gone through all of, like, the fine-tooth comb. Like, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I could not gush over this book as much as it needs it. Like, it's so good. Yeah, we need people to read so this so we can out. talk about it with them. Um, so yeah, go out, read this. Uh, hopefully this will come out either Friday or Saturday uh, if you want to do it early. Um, and y'all can like, you know, uh, give us your questions. Maybe even buy it on Kindle and speed read it. And, yeah, and, $3. Uh, have questions about that. Um or like so, track us down with, and beat us up and steal said, our copies, or we'll just lend them to you. Um, uh, I, no one can do that for me because I'm in the middle of nowhere. Um, but if you want to go back onto campus and beat the shit out of Finn and get his copy, that's fine by me. Uh, make sure you um, wait like two days because I'm near the end of a research project. Uh, but after that, wait, no, uh, that's that's oh. two days is before Monday. Wait, Thursday, Friday. Wait, this comes out on Saturday. Sunday. Oh, I guess you can't beat me up because we're going to record the next episode on Monday and I've got like two or three more days on my research project. Never mind. Oh, no. I don't know why I treated oh. that as if it was real. Don't actually beat me up. Don't beat Joe <laughs> up either. Uh, one more thing before we go. As an extra incentive, I'm posting a picture to the to the Reddit. Uh, this is an incentive for you all to look at the Reddit and ask us questions. Uh, partway through this episode, I accidentally double click on, excuse me, double clicked on the Onweecaster little tiny widget, and it became so big. And the weasel, <laughs> y- you'll see. Go to the Reddit. The weasel's face. Go to the Reddit. You'll see. Uh, it took all of my control not to stop the podcast because um, Joe was making some good point about something. Um, yeah. Also, while you're there, the Reddit, ask us questions. I, not I really, us questions, but ask Bob questions, and we'll ask them to him for you. Um. But yeah, I, I think uh, that's that about wraps it up. Uh, as as soon as this gets posted, I'm gonna message people that I know listen to this. I'm gonna like shake them down for their opinions. Um. But yeah, we will see you um we'll be recording on monday uh when will we post that episode uh i imagine next uh next saturday although we could do okay. it i don't know we could do it whenever this is a, this is our show yeah, yeah. well <laughs> we have creative liberty um yeah. but yeah we'll we'll see you soon kids uh stay safe don't do drugs and For the love of God, read this book. Please, for the love of God, turn the podcast off.